0: Hey, remember us? It's the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. A to Z podcast dot com and Facebook dot com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts as always to scene to the honeymoon grill to American fireworks They're in Hudson. They're always open at American dot com. And, Dre, it's that time of year. I was driving yesterday. I saw two American fireworks billboards, yeah. one that said the buy one, get one free special. Uh, is on, which means July 4th must be just around the corner. So we're getting old. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. Thank you. If you've stuck with us and you've wondered where we've been. um, Thank you. Thank you. First of all, you know, I did go away for a couple of days, but frankly, we're both working on a couple of things that we're excited for you guys to hear and see. And do all that, and our times just haven't matched. So it's summer, we got nothing to talk about anyway. Um, <laughs> in terms of breaking news, you know, pressing we got stuff things. to talk
1: about just would get us in trouble. Nine, nine out of ten, I'll be honest, I'm swimming in it. Um, I feel like, and, and I'll and I can be honest with you guys because I haven't really said it out loud many other places. Um, I'm not complaining. Um, the, I, I will say this though, the a year ago at this time, I think the having nothing to do and the curiosity of where the world was going to go motivated me to try to get back into just being active and, and taking advantage of all my talents. And I'm paying for it right now because my dumb ass just bit off a lot to try to chew off all of it all at once. And it's going to work out. It's going to be great. And there's a lot of things that are going to be great. But right now um, I feel like I'm I'm back in that hustling mode of like getting right out of college or right at the end of college where you don't know if you have a career or if you're going to deliver pizza the rest of your life. Um, so that's a good thing but it's not good for this podcast at times and not good for the rest of my life because I don't really have one right now, but that's all right. We're here and we're breathing.
0: Yeah. So I saw this, um, we're under a hundred days till the Browns play game, you know, which is good and bad. It, it's just the beginning of summer. So I want everybody to enjoy it. Uh, I mostly care about me as you guys know. So I don't want it to go too fast. Um, you know, baseball is in, what are they, Dre? Like 70 games in oh, yeah, sixty some games in. Yeah. So, um, it's in the dragon ass stage. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Um, the NBA playoffs have been really good. Really mm-hmm. good. You can argue with me if you want. I'm right. Nah. You're wrong. Um, nah. I love having a on this time of year. Uh, you know, add in. Um, it actually
1: has kept your, butt, your punk butt up. You've actually yeah, been awake. You've I been really
0: missed – college baseball and college softball last year, quite frankly, oh, like this has been a sneaky good sports watching time. It yes. really has. So, yeah. um, you know, it's in terms of like I feel for our radio brethren because you're really kind of reaching right now on on things that are really hot button, you know, and that's because the Cavs are so irrelevant, right?
1: Um, Cavs shouldn't be talked about right now anyway. Yeah. I disagree. With, I know what you're saying, but I disagree with it. And And it's like I know what you're saying. It's not, and it's nothing personal. We just got some lazy ass radio people. Like there's like, if, if, if Zach, is just like with your job? It's like with like our, our, our number one jobs. There's a lot of times where, like you said, like in baseball right now, it's not easy, but if you're good at it and you work your ass off, you're good at it. Um, we listen to a lot of lazy radio. I mean, there's great stories around here, and program directors keep shoving down our throats that all we want to hear about is the Browns and mini camps and and OTAs and and schedule shows, and and it's like that you just belittle when you dumb down the audience that you're talking to. Like, there's no reason in the world why if you're doing a good radio show, you couldn't go on this morning, this afternoon, or this evening and do what we're going to do for 45 minutes or an hour and talk college baseball and the excitement of watching teams that you don't really know any of the players, but the excitement of the actual game matters and how cool it is and talk about the other games that you've ever watched that have been cool. Like, there there are forums out there to talk, but we have lazied it up and Cleveland fans have basically accepted, not all, because there's a lot of people that we both know that don't listen to local radio at all, at all. Like they listen to to national radio and they listen to podcasts like ours and don't listen because unfortunately, a lot of sports radio, and not just in our town, not just in Northeast Ohio, but a lot of radio has dumbed it down for callers and to get people to, to, to on Twitter to, you know, hey, here's our Twitter poll. And I'm not attacking anybody. I, I just I don't like where the forum is gone. And like you said, it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, I feel bad for these guys. Well, I do and I don't. Uh, and I mean, if I ever got to go back to radio full time. Um, And I think most program directors in Northeast Ohio know this because I've had conversations with them about this. I've been very open and frank that if I do come back and do do that full time, I ain't doing it the way they're doing it uh, because I refuse to do a Browns show 365. They have that already from noon to two um, on on your special radio shows, and it's 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 asinine. So that's just my five minutes. That's my breakdown of it. (laughs) I wish we did more because. I mean, like you said, like there was a, there was a baseball college baseball game with Vanderbilt the other night that went to like two in the morning. um, And it was great that, that last weekend, that softball stuff, they, that, that girl that was just like carrying James Madison, you had a no hitter from Alabama. Like, that's what we're about. We're about competition and sports. Like I can break down the fifth, you know, running back any day of the week. That's what you do on the weekends when you don't get paid any money. Well,
0: I get what you're saying. Um, let me start with this guys. OTAs don't mean a fucking thing. And they mean even less when your team is good. And guess what? Your team is good, right? The power rankings are out. Browns are fifth and one, eighth and one, 11th and one. Those all seem right. The Browns have their entire offense back and they're very smart. GM spent the off season making the defense better because it wasn't good enough. No lead was safe. Not a 28 point lead, right? That's not good. Right. So like they're well positioned. They made the AFC's final four last year. They bring back the core of that team for the first time in three years. They bring back their coaching staff. Right. For the (laughs) first time in their quarterback's career, he gets to keep the same playbook, same play caller, same quarterback coach, same people around him. Right. Like the Browns play in 100 days. Right. And they're trying to play 19 weeks, 20 weeks, 21 weeks in May. You can only get guys hurt. Right? Like, around the league, Dre, I look, uh, take exception with my peers. I, I'm reading about such and such teams, OTAs, noticeably absent. Nope, nope, stop right there. If it's a voluntary workout, nobody's noticeably absent. Right? It's it's May. And I know today's June 8th or whatever. I've been saying it's May when I've been getting mad about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's June. Next week, there's a mandatory minicamp. By all indications, every team in the league is having one. And by all indications all the Browns players are going to show up. That means they're going to check in. They've been in the meetings, guys. The offensive line has been working out as a group. Uh, we understand that the quarterback and many of the skill players are working out as a group this week. Like there is no ground lost. The Niners lost two guys to season ending injuries on Monday. You remember dancing, Davin Holly? Well, of course you do. Cause you listen to this podcast, oh, dancing,
1: Davin. That's my dog. Let
0: me now go further they're... back. You guys remember Sean Jones.
1: I do. And I well, know it's going. hard Tell to remember to.
0: Sean Jones. Cause he never had much of a career Jay. And a big reason why was he got hurt in June, trying to make a play on a ball his rookie year. Never the same player. Never the same player. Like, no, he wasn't. I mean, can I, all right,
1: but you're, just I, not you're, worth it. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, yeah, right, I, the, but, the point is, right, it's just not
0: worth the risk. Like th- this is not again. You finally have, what these real franchises have had for years when your team was the laughing stock of sports. You have stability. You have proven veteran players. You have continuity. You have guys that you know can play, have proven production in the NFL, have talent, have upside. Most of these,
1: most of this team's good players are still 25 and under. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. But I got to tell you, there's a political side to this, not politics. Like who's the vice president, man, you know, that, the thing with the Browns right now, keeping it with the Browns and maybe this is working. JC Treader plays a key role um, in, and I'll say this Emmett and Gerard did a great conversation about this the other day, and I'm going to steal a little bit of it and do it the A to Z style. So we won't say the same things, but because JC Treader is the president of the players association, correct? Yes. And because JC Treader, and I don't disagree with this and everything Zach just said, I'm with like, like these are professionals. If you need, if you need to be at a voluntary camp, in, in May or June, whatever month, Zach doesn't know what it is to accelerate your team to be a good team. You're in you're in trouble already. Um, I have nothing against getting together for a weekend just to kind of go over the playbooks, make sure everybody's in shape. Uh, one of those type deals, install some new stuff that maybe you want to implement when you do get to your mini camp or when you do get to 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 training camp. I have nothing against that, Zach. Um, the oh, I'm with J.C. Tretter. I think for the most part. When we learned last year you don't have to kill our bodies. For, you, you don't. You don't. We've overdone it. Like and, and like, I'll admit, like we we were raised in a certain different way. All of us, most people listening to this, um, we have the situation going on in Canton McKinley right now, where none of us truly know exactly what happened. Situation got out of hand 20 years ago, I, I think, allegedly, because I don't know the complete truth. And I know believing the truth to 15, 16 year olds can get us in trouble. That's a whole other story. Maybe we'll touch on it a little bit later. But you don't have to beat guys over the head to be a good football team. And I think we, we learned that in 2020. The pandemic helped accelerate our knowledge with that. And saying that, J.C. Treder being the, the player president, who I think has done a really good job, he's an extremely intelligent man. Um, And the conversation they had with Emmett and Gerard the other day, and I'll bring it to you and I, is there is a slippery slope with having the president of the players association kind of standing up for one thing and the team kind of saying okay we know you're the president but as a team we need you as well and it's like what's more, it's it's like in college when you have guys that are on the football team which is with its own self its own entity entity and then a guy that and goes out and he and he pledges to a fraternity and it's like you get to that Fight and it's like you know you got a, a party and suddenly there's a fight and the football players are going against the and this happens all the time by the way, and the football team starts fighting against that fraternity and you look at the guy on both sides you're like whose side are you on? What I'm saying with JC Treader right now is, what is his most important job, Zach? Like who pays him? Why is he in the NFL? Right. So you know what I mean? Like the fight suddenly becomes a little bit. um JC Treader, we love you as the player president. But you're you're not the player president if the Cleveland Browns don't give you a check. I would I would end that by saying there is
0: nothing to see. This is voluntary workouts. He has not encouraged anybody to miss anything.
1: Right. It counts. But they've come together, and I'm just saying. And I think this is a good thing. Do not mix this. I think this is a good conversation on this. I think it's awesome that the offensive guys, for the most part, have come together and say we're sticking with our guy. That's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, and I and I don't know Stefanski very well. But I think on one hand, it's like the parent of like, all right, these kids are going against me, but at least they're doing it all as one. That's good. And let's be honest, who needs more of the work in Berea right now, the defense or the offense? The The defense. defense. And that's that's all it would
0: be about, orientation, right? Communication and orientation,
1: yes. And I said this last week, and it comes out like it was true. I didn't even know. Um, The main guys that you need to be together are together. You know, Baker has Odell is with them. Uh, Jarvis is with them. Your top three, four receivers are with your quarterback. That's all that matters. Move Next subject <laughs> like to
0: me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I said, it, it is different. If JC Treder is saying, um, we're not going to play in the preseason, right. Or we're just going to show up on August right. 29th. He's not saying that, right. He's saying we have data that backs up the fact, like he's looking out for the play. He's 30 years old. He's had an incredible career, right. Um, Dre, he's in the four years, he's not missed a snap with the Cleveland Browns. So anybody questioning his commitment is just fucking clueless, right? Like, in 18, he had the high ankle that, like, he could not walk. He could not even get on the practice field until Friday. He never missed, never missed, right? Right. Like, one of those years they went winless. He never missed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Two years ago, it all went
0: to shit. He never right. missed,
1: right? right. They're like, building something stronger, though, as I'm saying, camaraderie rise. they're building something stronger, and it's and it supports J.C. Treader. and it may not be – and look. Okay, well, J.C. Tretter's – right, You, like, you, ask, a, you ask a the valid open-ended
0: question. question of, What's that? You ask a valid open-ended question of who's his commitment to, the, the players or the Browns, who signs his checks, right? Well, since early April, which is the start time anyway in a normal year, J.C. Treder and almost all of the Browns offensive linemen have gathered every morning at the same workout place. Bingo. And they do the workouts together. They communicate in person, and they schedule them with the people that they work out with, with the start of Kevin Stefanski's digital activities in mind. They are all home, on their couches, on their desk, whatever they do by the time the Browns meetings start.
1: So they really aren't missing anything. Exactly. What I would say, I would say is this. And it goes back to our conversation of what we hear you the people you feel bad for, the people you work, your peers, you guys make the story out, not you, but you guys make the story out and keep asking the same dumb questions over and over to the coach. And the coach has to say fifteen times it's voluntary. And then that gets played on the radio. And then the Twitter's Twitter birds start twerking twittering away. And it becomes a story and becomes something that really isn't. Because within the walls of, of Berea. You've said it already. It's not the problem that Tim or Steve or whomever on Twitter or whoever on radio has no idea how it really works makes it out to be. Correct. They're all working out together. They all are – it would be a problem if there was no communication. Like if you sat here and you were like J.C. Tretter and a couple of linemen are working out and a couple other linemen are doing their own thing, none of them are going to the Zooms with Kevin Stefanski, then I'd be like, all right, you got a mutiny, you got a problem. Yeah, there's no there's no problem. There's communication. Think about it in your relationships, in your own lives. Think about what at your jobs. Um, you know, we all work at jobs, and we all have to communicate through emails or through Zooms or however. It'd be a bit different if your Zoom if if the boss had to Zoom with you with with 15 people, 15 different ways. It's not the case, and I get it. Slow news time. Um, it's the Browns. The Browns are a huge story. They're one of the big stories throughout the NFL. I just had, uh, Phil Savage. Uh, who works for the Jets kind of say to me last night when he talks to people and, and, and scouts and talent evaluators throughout the NFL, um, it keeps coming back. The Browns may be one of the most most their top three most talented team in the NFL. And that's not Phil Savage saying it because he was supposed to. We weren't even recording at the time. It was yep. just us having a conversation, sure. and he came right out, and he said, yeah, they're at a good place. They're at a good point. They are one of the top three most talented teams in the NFL. That's what matters right now more than anything else.
0: There's there's no doubt the most important part of the off season is the talent acquisition period, right? Mm-hmm. And the Browns com- almost completely remade the defense during that period because for the what, what has been malpractice to their quarterback. Whether you think he's the third best quarterback in the league or the thirteenth best quarterback in the league, is the way they've treated him with these changes and not supporting him, right? And this goes back to what Phil Savage told you 15 years ago. It's about the cockpit for any of these yep. guys to succeed, right? And so Oof. now they finally have that last year. They got him as tackles this year. they have every single person back the best running game in the league, arguably the best offensive lineman in the league, <laughs> the NFL freaking coach of the year. In addition to his coordinator who played quarterback in the league for 11 years, and his called plays in the league before, right. and obviously did really good job with Baker with Keenan with all of them last year. Right. And they're in the meetings.
1: So like, right. what has really been missed? Nothing. Nothing. And like you said, and if somebody getting hurt at this time of year is, is the thing that you're worried about. And, and, and like I said, the camaraderie being built amongst themselves will be more important on August 15th or on September 15th or on October 15th than everybody getting yes. on a plane and being here. In, in the
0: indoor. format. Listen, last year they did not have a full camp. And that was because of the pandemic and because of the restrictions and because of the uncertainty around everything. Every single day, these guys had to take tests just to get in the building. This year, they have full camp. There's a universal starting date, July 27th. They have three preseason games. The head coach will probably choose to play his starters a half and two of the three. We'll mm-hmm. see. But after that third preseason game is a week earlier than normal. There are two full weeks between the Browns' last preseason game and the opener. They have all that time then, when it's football season, and when they have a game to prepare for. To have real practices, to give guys days off, to have padded practices to have optional workouts to have whatever. It's fucking June 8th right now. Right. <laughs> okay. And again, let, let, let me sum up by saying this because I want to get to another part of this that relates to all sports, Jay. For years, guys, the Browns were middle school football. But this mm-hmm. is not middle school football. Where on the first day you also have conditioning. Right? Where on the first right. day you get taught exactly the terminology of everything. Right? Where you learn a position And run cones and tires like NFL players have to take care of their bodies 11 and a half months a year, or they fall behind. Right. Right. NFL players are contractually obligated to be tuned in on some level for six to eight weeks in the off season. And then a 25 week marathon that starts in July. This is the voluntary part of that six to eight week period, right? They'll be there next week. If they don't, they get fined. It's real simple. I'm telling you, I'm reporting, as I've said before, attendance in the meetings has been great attendance at the workouts among the offensive linemen and some other players has been great <laughs> right like these guys put they, they loved you the browns are the off-season workout video champions of the world <laughs> right you've seen it they're doing the work everywhere <laughs> like and i'm okay with that that's how it works i get it now so again i'm team treader on this I'm team Treader on a lot of things. In, in in my other in addition to the middle this isn't middle school football. Here's the other thing I could say. I'm an idiot. Okay. Well, JC Treader's not an idiot, right? He's Cornell educated. He's played eight years in the league. He knows he knows what he's doing, right? Um one thing that's been held up as they continue to go through the policies, and this popped up in the PGA the other day. I know mm-hmm. baseball has dealt with it on a limited basis, is COVID has not fully gone away. Right. And what the treader and players stare down with the teams has led to is still no media access. Andrea, I know you're dealing with it too. Um, You know, we go to practice guys and we're outside and we're mostly vaccinated. I mean, I'm speaking for me and, and, you know, two or three other people, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry and the other coaches who have been vaccinated don't need to wear masks. We're 70 fucking yards away and we have to wear masks to watch an OTA practice. Still, it's ridiculous. We cannot do in-person interviews. With these Ridiculous. players, right? Like, you're not going on the road yet. And well, I hope that changes by the time people listen to this or in a week we or whatever. It's
1: funny. We had a big conversation about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, shortly. so I, I guess what I'm
0: saying is, guys, like, some sometimes on here we can take you behind the curtain and a lot of you appreciate that. And I know sometimes out in the general public, and I like to think... Well, two things. One, I like to think you guys that listen to this are smarter than the general public. And two, I've learned my lesson the hard way about calling people stupid in this platform and how it gets out, even when I mean it. Um, If you're more than a casual observer of any of these sports, Cavs, Browns, Indians, soccer, NFL, whatever, you should want in person access. Yes. You should. You really Um, should. It's good for you, it's good for us, it's It's good good for for the the intelligent conversations to take place on whatever platform it's good for the stories you read, hopefully on the athletic or whatever platform. And it's necessary. It's not something that could would or does limit these guys from doing their jobs in any way. Right. And like the Packers won't make Jordan love available. And that's a fucking joke. This is the national football league. It's for big boys. Right. Right. But because of these regulations, they can get away with that. Right. 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 Um, You know, I I, for a year now have been everyone else. These zoom interviews, you know, that you have to like, it's not good. It's not good enough and it's not good for us and it's not good for the players and it's not good for your experience and it's time for it to end. I understand there has to be rules and regulations and player safety has to be number one.
1: Let me, uh, let me quote a player that will remain nameless. Okay. But a player said it perfectly. How the fuck are you going to let 72,000 people into a stadium, but you won't let us do our jobs and you still got us trying to wear masks and you won't let people you won't let people do their jobs that are right next to us during games? How are you going to continue to make money off of what we're doing on the field, but you're still going to regulate us on rules that were made in a year ago? That's from a player. That's not from me. Mm-hmm. And the player, I will not say his name. I'll text the name to you as we do this. Um, most players get it too. Do players look forward to the media coming into the locker room or having to uh, do their media sessions? No, not really. But a lot of times the intelligent player knows that whether they like the media or not, sometimes the best way, because like I've, like Trevor Bauer and I used to have these conversations and they were good. And Trevor's his own guy. And I don't agree with everything Trevor says. And I didn't agree with him here because at Trevor's thing was like, I can do my own interviews. I can say, oh, you know, I can do my own thing. I got my own platform. It's like, yeah, you do, but you don't get that platform or nearly as many people to watch if they don't watch you in the games, if they don't learn who you are from doing interviews with me and doing it like there is something about it still like I I get that you have your own platform. But for your platform truly to grow, they need to see you do what you do. Otherwise, you're just another asshole with a video team and a vlog. And there's a bunch of people with those and, and podcasts. As we know, everybody's got a podcast. Some have three. Some, most should have no. There's no Browns fans left. Everybody covers the Browns these days. Everybody covers the Browns. No, and listen.
0: But- like, th- this is the core of it. This is There's new media. And teams have – the smart teams especially. All teams kind of have now. But the smart teams have been ahead of the curve of investing in team social media accounts, right. Right. And team, um, YouTube shows and and all of this stuff at the core of it though, guys, the games are on TV. That's media, right? Like the, the briefing after practice by the head coach, regardless of what or how you consume it on Twitter, on the team website from the radio stream, like that's media. And like, it is so not good. In these circumstances, right? And for a long time, we've said we get it. And, and I'll even say now, I don't need to go in the locker room. That's fine. Right. If there are reasons for these regulations, I'm I'm totally fine with that. But there is no reason I cannot stand with a player after practice and interview that player.
1: Well, right? from There my, is no, zero reason. Shout, shout out to John Greenberg, who works at the athletic. Um, Steubenville, Ohio zone. Steubenville, Ohio zone. OU. Uh, Zach was at OU when he was at OU. Um, that's how he introduced himself to me the first time we were in a clubhouse in Chicago. And he came up to me. He was like, "You don't know me, but I know you." He goes, "Zach and I met each other at OU, and we just laughed our asses off." So, I say shout out to John. And if you have an athletic uh, account, um, John yesterday wrote a story that really speaks to most broadcasters that are doing baseball right now. Um, he didn't interview me for it, and that's fine. But a lot of these other guys that have bigger names than me in the game that we in that game. Um, And my wife even read it. My wife found it before I did. And it helped her understand why I've been such such a hard person to deal with harder than usual to deal with. Um, And I'm not look, I I am over blessed. I I appreciate my life. I appreciate my career. Um, But and I think we all have to understand this and see this. What we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish and what I'm gonna go to work tonight and try to accomplish. It hasn't been easy, man. Um, doing games when you're watching the TV is just that. And part of, and I'm lucky, knock on wood, my job thinks I'm doing great. So they tell me, I guess if I'm not back next year, we'll know the difference. And I think I am doing pretty well. <laughs> That's possible. My contract though. Um, I'm doing my best. I'm working my ass off and I'm digging that there different ways and going by and like our broadcast is different than most broadcasts. They allow me to just open my mic and talk shit. And they trust me to do that, and there's trust me, there's times where I know that that scares the hell out of them because you don't know what's coming out of my mouth. Um, and I may go and I may go to boundaries a little bit further than other guys do. Um, but they trust me, and the guys I work with, um they enjoy the banter that we can go about we we enjoy bringing out the personalities of each other because we love doing the games. we love baseball, we love each other, we love we love kick, we love talking shit to each other. Um, and slowly but surely, we've brought a little bit of that out. But we also respect the game and want the game to be the story, not us making fun of each other. And I know there's a lot of other guys in my role. And I won't say names, but I get a lot of texts and I get a lot of phone calls from other guys and women that have my job that are pulling their hair out right now. Um, because they don't have the access to the players like it was set up to do because you're not at the actual games where you can just like like sometimes I can do games sometimes just on telling you about people in the stands and fans interaction with the players or how, you know, somebody's mom is there. Somebody's friend is there like, you know what I mean? Like I can do like half my reports on just this setting. The setting now is me in a cold fucking studio by myself with, you know, a TV. And sometimes I hear myself talk. Sometimes I don't. Um, I will say this before it even is out there and maybe by the time it's out there today, I was told by one of my bosses that I've been cleared to go back on a team. I've been cleared already, but I've been cleared officially to travel with the Indians again. Um, but it may only be me for the next trip and it may be only to, to places that are under the same company as we are. It may be only ballet companies and it may just be me and Matt and Rick may not come. Um, And so my bosses asked me today, they were like, if it's only you and some of the things we do during game change, um, would you be ready? Would you be willing to go or do you want to stay back and keep doing it the way you're doing it? And I got to say, I instantly said, put me on the fucking plane. Um, I want to I want to go do my job. I want to go because I'm better at my job when I'm able to do it the way that it was set up to do it. And I may not be a part of the game as much early on because we got to finagle different. It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo that I don't even understand. So me trying to explain it wouldn't make sense. Right. But um, I think we're turning a corner, Zach. I know that there's some people out there that don't think it's a big deal. Um, we are all happy just to get games back a year ago. I, like you said, we're happy just to have the College World Series back. And all that's great. But to do it the right way, um, you need people there. You need the, the actual people telling you about the scene right. and the setting there. I think we're getting there. Fingers crossed by after the all-star break, all three of us will be there. Uh, but we may never, ever, ever travel again with our producer, our director, um, and a lot of key guys that are in our ears that help us because, well, it's cheaper yeah. to do it that way. Well,
0: and look, a year ago we just wanted the games back, right? And we we're so happy that, that they were on TV and on our radio or on our computer screen, whatever, right? But, like, you want to do good TV, right? And you need to be there for it to be great, Right. Um, for the the Indians need it. Bally's needs it. Matt and Rick need it. The director and producer whose names I don't know, right? They need it. They need the natural sound. They need you to feel the game, right? They need you to interview the guy that just had the game-winning hit on the field, not thirty minutes later in the studio. It's not right. the same. It's, it's not, not the same. Like it's doing same. these post-game and, interviews and, is just and like, and listen. What the we hell? we fully trust the leagues, the cities, the players' union to go back to the initial. All the work that's been done to get to this point, we fully trust that. Well, in Ohio and in most places, stadiums are back open. Yep. Right. Regulations. And we come have back been Friday.
1: Fired. We expect it to be sold out. We expect like opening day 2.2. 2. And this is what pissed off the player that said what he said to me. Yes. He's like, cause we're running promos saying, Hey, everybody come back, you know, fireworks, this and that. And the guy's like, but they want us to wear a mask when we walk into a room. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, no, and, like, and, and I want the Browns on July 27th or whatever. I want them to be able to open training camp. Right. And I want every business in the, uh, Berea to benefit, and I want to see and feel that energy. Because guys, there's been years that the Browns are fucking three and thirteen, and everybody in the world knew they were going to be three and thirteen. And on the first day of training camp, there's a Super Bowl chant, right? Here well, we go, brother. right? Here well, we go. I want that this year, and I want to record it, and I want to feel it, and I want to write about it, and I want to tell you about it. But here's the facts: if one fan's allowed in those gates, then why can't I stand five feet from Jarvis Landry and ask him a question?
1: And, and I'm telling you, and I know you haven't talked to Jarvis Landry, about. okay, here's here's a question. I don't know Jarvis Landry that well, but I'm pretty sure. Cause I just text you the name that I sent pretty big deal guy who's like, this is stupid Dre. Just come bring your camera and let's talk. Yeah. Like we always talk. Um, I'm pretty sure Jarvis Landry would probably feel the same way about you and about guy like he may not be best friends with you or, or whomever else, but he would rather do that than have to set up one. Cause like the zoom interview is pissing off everybody. Like yes. you can't do the, you can't answer the ask the questions that you really need to ask to t- right. do the story you want with fifteen other jabronis on there and six sure. of them have no business being on there and the fifth one is Jeff Shudell who just fell asleep and woke up and realized he was on his brown Zoom call not an Indian Zoom <laughs> call. <laughs> truth is the truth. Um, well let me yeah, say Paul this Hoynes, <laughs> Paul Hoynes, I love you I love you Paul Hoynes, but you have to learn when to mute and unmute he co- tries to talk to Terry Francona on mute 90% of the time then the then the the, the conference is over and then I got to hear Paul Hoynes, who I love and Hoynes, I hope this gets back to you because I'm going to hug you and all the much as I can but damn you still don't know how to use you don't know how to use this damn thing and then I got to hear him hit his buttons for five minutes and then hear him say oh shit what did they say because then he turns mute off he is your grand father on zoom paul hoines i love you but zooming with you has made me lose more hair
0: 100 true a to z story last wednesday's a brown's first open ota it ends and like we're like 30 minutes from interviews well i live like 50 minutes from the facility so i drive i get lunch and i pull in a parking lot i'm waiting on my question i'm i have the zoom app on my phone it comes to me it says the host would like you to unmute. I clicked the button. I think I clicked unmute. Well, I had a little Chick-fil-A grease on my hands. I didn't click <laughs> unmute. I ask the question. I'm staring awkwardly at the phone. I hear the moderator say, Zach, you need to unmute. I say sorry. It pops up again. I unmute. Before I can ask the question, I see Andre, who's listening on the radio, text me. The text pops up in my window. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> I ask Kevin the question. Like, it's enough. It's 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 ridiculous, right? Um, one of the things I've been working on and I don't know this it's out of my control you guys might might read it later this week next week it might not be till closer to football. It's a story I've been trying to tell and lo- it's a once in a lifetime story, right, which that makes the story. But I was able to do one of the interviews in person and that makes the story better because the per- the subject was able to explain to me and vividly show me things that I would not have done on text on zoom on the phone right and like it makes the world of difference so follow-ups I've been able to do on zoom on the phone text the person back hey I need this person's number hey I need you to confirm this but like what you're gonna see which is three months of my work and a story that goes back 15 to 18 years for the subject of it would not have been possible without a 15 minute of us sitting in the same room
1: beautiful, beautiful. tonight I, i'll give you i can't wait to read it and see it tonight when the indians take on the st louis cardinals bobby bradley is back with the team i in spring training after jumping through millions of hoops and if you listen to a to z you know that and i was sitting in a hotel room and all that other good stuff in arizona i sat down with bobby bradley and you're going to get a chance tonight most likely to see a one-on-one interview with bobby bradley and i talking about him losing weight talking about his fight to get back to the majors and it's 3,000 times better than any interview I've done on Zoom in the last two years, in a year and a half. And I'm excited. That's the one thing, the reason I'm like, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm drowning in work and, different, and family stuff right now. The one thing that's holding me through right now at 327 on Tuesday afternoon is that I think I got a kick-ass interview that we're going to get to see a little bit of tonight. That I did back in March, but it feels better than half the shit I do on Zoom.
0: Right. Um, it's just enough. And listen, I, I trust that the NFL, again, I understand there's a lot at play here. And I trust that there'll be, you know, a reasonable resolution. But this is my question. If one fan can come in the gates, and I still don't know if they can, right, Um, then why why can't we do this, right? Now, by September 13th or whenever the season starts, 70,000, 80,000, 90 fans will come in the gates. You can keep them regulated there. Um, You know, the point of training camp is to – you never get closer to these guys, right? Wow. And you never get the chance to interact and watch up. I mean, how much – you've been around football your whole life. How much football did you learn through the years standing 10 feet from these drills watching the best players oh my in the world?
1: God. Right? Everything.
0: Right. And how many kids age 5 or age 55 did you see their years get made because they could interact with those guys for 5 or 10 seconds get. or 5 minutes?
1: Hey. I mean that's and we're gonna do that for the and it's been it's out the, the the toothpaste is out so we can talk about it a little bit. Um that's part of this this Brownstown podcast documentary that's coming out that thank God I've got my brother from another involved with. Zach will be in some way, shape, or form involved with this. But we and that's part of the, what we're gonna do. We're gonna tell our story and tell the story of the Browns for the last twenty years. And what Zach just said is part of why our podcast is what it is, why you listen. Um, Why Northeast Ohio is a special place when it comes to football because we all fell in love. It's a love story, right? We all have the love story of being out at training camp, whether it was in Berea, whether it was out in Hiram, whether it was in you know Baldwin Wallace, wherever. Where that first time where you got to see Bernie Kosar up close, or it was maybe it was Tim Couch, and you got to get the autograph, or you got to you know you got to hear that here we go, brownies, here we go, and you got to do it, you know, and and you get you painted your face, or that's what it's about. Like those moments, hell. Zach and I are like stars at training camp when things are normal, just because Browns fans just eat it up. They just want anything that comes close to the people that tell them about it, write about it. It's the absolute best thing in the world. And I've had my wife said to have a lot lot of long talks with me because I've because I've been going through it with this. Um, We want everything back all at once. It's naturally how we are. And I'm naturally like that. And I've. In my role in in this, I've realized it's it's tiny little steps. Like on Friday, I'm allowed on the field to do interviews pregame. All of us are. And that's huge. That's a step. Is it everything? No, it's a step. Um, Me being able to possibly go on a road uh, in one of our next road trips, it's a step. It's not all the way there, but it's a step. Um, I hope the NFL does it the right way and lets you guys take some proper steps so we can get the stories that make us fall in love with the players that we would never get to know if we continue doing these generic Everybody gets the same sound. "Quote stories that we've been getting enough of us about crying and bitching. We're only doing it because this is the only place that we'll do it. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you, but you guys know understand. what? I don't think we've Somebody... bitched
0: once. I think we've asked legitimate questions. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, I mean, I guess maybe like, we have.
1: There's but... always one asshole that wants to say it, but that's their problem. They wasted their time. Oh, well, sure. Our no, like I, I said, it.
0: I tried to say here's the caveat. Like if if you don't care, you don't care. We probably don't want you to listen to this anyway because you don't want any deeper than surface talk anyway,
1: right? Uh, yeah, like, you just you want another Browns fan podcast that just blows you and tells you that that you're you know." (laughs) Never mind. Um, Here, I got to say this, though, as we go along, um, because I don't don't know how much more time I have left or how much more time you have. But you brought up the NBA playoffs and I got to say something to you quickly. Um, I'm not against LeBron being out. I think it's okay. I think that it's I think it's interesting if you have an open mind, open heart and, and, and a brain. When you see the Miami heat out and you see the Lakers out already and you see how that how quickly they got to turn this season around. I think that plays into it. This is not the bubble, but it has been the bubble. I think there's some mental, physical strain on a lot of people. But let me tell you this. If you can get past your preconceived thoughts on certain teams and players, this playoff market down 2021 may change the NBA, maybe the next stepping stone for the NBA. And that's not a bad thing. The New York Knicks being in the playoffs, as much as I could care less, and I've loved how bad they've been, I thought it was great to see MSG blowing up and to, see Ice Tra- and to see Ice Trey go in there and become the new Reggie Miller. One of my favorite moments of the year, Zach, seriously, because that brought back childhood memories. That was awesome. You remember that that is the Mecca. And to see players go into the Mecca still and be able to have that type of of, of of just like that's awesome. That's the theater. What the playoffs are about. That's what we used to watch on Memorial Day weekend when you would watch Danny Ainge getting 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 uh, getting beat up by the Detroit uh, Pistons. Anyway, so I like that, and I want to say there are three names now in the NBA that may be changing the NBA. Um, I tweeted this when it happened in the Portland get situation. I thought the Portland situation is intriguing. I love Damian Lillard. I love what he's about. But NBA Twitter is this funny place for me. We got a couple people like Cuffs and other people that just, they're riding it out as long as they can, and God bless them. I kind of love what they do, and I know you have your love-hate relationship with that as well. But NBA Twitter is all about, I hate super teams. I hate that these super teams put together. Damian Lillard is a real one. Not five minutes after Damian Lillard gets knocked out of the playoffs. Those same people were tweeting. Can't wait to see him in the Lakers or a Dallas Mavericks uniform. <laughs> well, isn't that the NBA, though? Isn't that
0: yes. – that's the world. Um, yes. Travel baseball practice. is the world is what I like to say. Um, yes, um, the, the basketball has been great. The MSG was awesome. Of course, we've had a couple incidents
1: that have yeah. been bad. Um, as far as LeBron, we – hey. People are acting a fool, Zach, right now. People are acting like they've never been out the house before. I can tell you that. No, you're
0: right. Um, And look, we have LeBron overload. LeBron's been in the spotlight for a long, long time, right? Some people choose to hate LeBron for basketball reasons. Some people choose to hate him for other reasons. Um, And the fact is, when the Lakers advance, there's a portion of the NBA universe that says, this is how it's supposed to be. He's the king and the Lakers should always be on top. And there's a portion that says, man, it's great to see them go down. Right, yeah. um, that that's just what it is. I I I know it's not going to work out. It would require a, a change of the calendar, but I wish they would do it. Dre, I would just say this: nobody wants to see the NBA start on fucking October twenty seventh. I would like to see the playoffs later in the spring every year. For I, I sure. Just, I just would. Um, for sure, we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna. Can I? You got time to, for me to tell this story real quick?
1: All right, let me say one more thing about the NBA, and I'll be okay. quick and then do that. Um, I hope everybody is falling in love with Trey Young and realizes. Uh, the type of player he is. He's got killer in him. I love how he talks shit. We've kind of gone through that. I love that he kind of stands on his own. I love that Ja Morant has now been seen by more of the country, and hopefully he becomes his own man, and hopefully Memphis builds up around him the right way. Uh, we're worried about these super teams. I feel like we went through a generation of kids that grew up in AAU, and the super team thing was okay because they wanted to be different from the generation before them. I feel like the Ja Morants, Trey Youngs, and Luka is can change that, and maybe those three guys stay in their own place for the next decade, Yeah, and we're going to have a great run with that. I love that when I was in Arizona in March, Phoenix Radio, Arizona Radio, killed DeAndre Ayton every single day. (laughs) He has played so damn good in the playoffs. He's been fun to watch. Devin Booker is a killer, and I'm saying killer, and I love that. I love Trey Young, Luca, Devin Booker, John Morant, because I think that's the next generation, Zach. I don't know what's going to happen to, like, Bradley Beal. And the other guy in Washington who we love, they they'll probably end up on the Lakers or or Dallas. Dallas isn't a crazy like I can't wait to see what, what they do. We're gonna, we're gonna have so to do close. this
0: again. Um, but you you mentioned Booker and Aiton, who have both been awesome. But man, shout out to the old guys. Chris Chris Paul's been yes. great too. And, and I know he battled the injury, but like he he's and played has
1: been good. You're right.
0: He's played awesome.
1: Yeah. So I'm just, I'm giving a shout out to the NBA playoffs. Like Zach said, it needs to be this time every year. We don't need to start. We, we you know, when we wanted to start Christmas day or new year's day is fine, Yes, but shout out to the NBA for doing it right. And Hey, and I like Embiid and Philly. I'm enjoying this. Go ahead. Yes. And, the, and Denver, I'm only not talking about Denver for one reason. They don't have Jamal Murray. So this series just ain't going to be the same because Jamal Murray is the truth, especially with their big man. And we're just not going to see it, unfortunately this year.
0: So this is the new world. Um, even 10 years ago, you know, gambling was taboo in sports, right? And now it's not. It's becoming legalized. I'm of the understanding that Ohio is only months away from it being legalized. Um, last month, you know, at 8 p.m., Maryland passed their bill, and at 6 a.m., the Ravens had an announcement about a uh, sure. exclusive a sports sponsor. gambling partner, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, golf is going to explode, and... Golf being on TV and not necessarily on TV, but on your laptop, on your computer screen on Thursday morning when nothing else is on is going to be a part of that. Golf has some young stars, Um, you know. Hey, Brooksy. (laughs) Yes. Um, That that really, you know, Phil Mickelson just it was incredible a couple of weeks ago what happened. But he that golf has some marketable young stars that understand social media that are having fun with this, whether it's fixed or not. So if you've listened, you know, I got friends in some real low places. (laughs) I also have a couple in some high places. And I was invited last week by a good friend of mine whose family members are members at Muirfield Country Club. Um, where the memorial is. So on Friday we went down, you know, valet parking clubhouse passes incredible. Um, you know, on the list for one of the party houses to go and just walk around and see, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit of a golf fan. I'm a terrible golfer. I don't understand the new the nuances. I appreciate these guys talents. I, I love to just go walk around a place like that. Anyway, Drake, um, we're up at the clubhouse and the house that we went to was up near the clubhouse. And, so for a good hour, hour and a half, because that's where the majority of the people are, my phone was not working at all just because it was on signal overload, right? And it was great to be back at a sporting event and, and all that stuff. So got it to work for five seconds, and my friend said, come down to 14 and 15, meet us there. We'll see. He, and frankly, he picked that spot because it's right by a concession stand in a bathroom. So perfect. it was the perfect spot. So I get there. We're standing and waiting. I haven't seen my phone in a long time. I look for my text to see if I got a text from the friend I'm supposed to meet. I don't. I start scrolling Twitter, and I see the tweet retweeted that they're kicking people out for yelling "Brooksy" at Bryson DShamba. And I won't get into the details there, but that's the only reason I knew it was going on. Well, we were waiting for Bryson and his group, Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantley, to come off a of 14 and go to 15 T-Box. So I watch. Out of the corner of my eye, I see these young Barstool bros come. They had been at the same house party we had been. I know exactly what's going to happen. Bryson hits his tee shot. They yell, hey, Brooksy. They come walking up. Sure enough, Dredd, the sheriff darts from the right side of the fairway to the left side, grabs him by the arm, and escorts him out. So by the way, I, I
1: did not know he was getting ready to tell this story when I yelled that out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I tweet. I can confirm this just happened. Uh, you know, the kids are texting me video of getting carried out, saying they came back in, this whole deal. Um, later that night, I think. Brooks Kepka put up the video you know his sponsors were involved this is new media this is the age we live in um, it's going to be fun golf is going to be great. great I didn't intentionally get in anything and it really wasn't overblown it wasn't a huge instance like I said the kids just walked right back in and had I not scrolled my phone at that time I never even would have been looking down there right, um, right. but it's cool Golf is back. Basketball is back. Usually this is the dead time. I'm telling you, this weekend, guys, watch the college baseball. It's awesome. Yes. Next week's the U.S. Open. Uh, pray for the Brooks and Bryson pairing. Pray for it. It's going to be awesome. Thank what they're you for doing listening. Um, what they're doing, um, doing is beautiful. Browns mini do- camp next week. Hopefully Dre back on the road soon. We're going to have a lot to talk about. American fireworks is where you go for July 4th. Tell them you saw the billboard, but tell them that A to Z sent you.
1: Yes. Last, last thing quickly, what those two dudes are doing for golf is going to be beautiful. They get it. They may not even hate each other. It seems like a wrestling WWE thing. Even if they do hate each other, they're playing it perfectly. Let me say this. I'm not a huge golfer. I barely know anybody's name. I know a little bit. I work with guys that constantly have golf on all the time. Um, in this coronavirus world that we live in, and this isn't to get political. This is just an opinion of a, of a, guy, a guy that likes competition. How much would it have hurt? golf to just let rom play behind everybody else on sunday it's a very valid question but um
0: if you were sitting on patrick Cantley 22 to 1 you enjoyed the decision <laughs> i'm not i'm not even to that point of it though z like well let me let me I'm, tell you I, what i just said it. that's a different discussion altogether yeah. but we talked yeah. about brooks and bryson right bryson finished about 65th i said bryson i said spieth because the casual fi- you know who jordan spieth is right well also yeah. in that group was the guy who won the tournament um. Yes. Next time, let's talk about that because this is going to happen in baseball and or yes. football. Like COVID's it going did to kind of happen
1: in the World Series. Remember, Turner had it and went out and played. They told him to leave. Then he went out and kissed everybody afterwards, and it was. Yes. This is going. This is going
0: to affect. Um, because it just is. It's not really? going to totally go away. Um, it, it's not. But yeah, uh, that was a hell of an interesting decision. That's for sure. Um.
1: I get it but I would say this I it. had
0: this was Friday I was at the tournament Saturday I was kind of paying attention you know because it's it's the memorial uh, but I knew that Ram had pulled away I went to my cousin's graduation party like I didn't even I, I wasn't paying any attention then that night I saw it all on Twitter and I was stunned at how it was handled Yeah,
1: have fun with my uh, other part of my family this weekend. Don't get don't embarrass me.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll be on FaceTime or time or time or two. I hope you're not recording.
1: Uh, uh, You know, it's nothing. It's nothing better or worse. But my wife gives me reports on what Zach is doing as he's hanging out with her cousin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if this is the last day to see it was fun. Hopefully there's another one. We'll talk to (laughs) you guys soon.